What do you get when the audacious and the therapist collide? A crash course in unpolished therapy. Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca aren't afraid to spin out of control, tackling all the tough talk. Their weekly sesh meets at the corner of Audacity and Advice, where their wheels and yours get turned upside down. Hey guys, good morning. Happy Wednesday. It is Rachel Silver Cohen and the one and only DB, Dr. Boca. It is another episode of Unpolished Therapy where we are ditching the couch, we're grabbing the mics, we are breaking down all the wreckage. Hey, Dr. Boca, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Rach. I'm doing great. How are you? I am great. You know, I have a big smile on my face because it's Wednesday. It's my favorite day. It brings me joy. I love it. You know, it brings me joy as well. I always get excited about Wednesdays. So totally, totally. I have to just tell you something that I guess I missed the memo on this. And I'm just Uh curious. I don't know if it's an age thing or what, but you know, it's March 9th. And I guess the last week or so, the memo that is Mardi Gras, like Uh I didn't even know. And somehow beads and green and purple and masks and parties and did I get an invitation that didn't come in the mail or we as adults now, are we still supposed to be going to Mardi Gras? Like I didn't know it was Mardi Gras either. And then I see these pictures of my brother. He's like, oh, I'm going to New Orleans. And I was like, oh, okay, have a nice trip. And then I was like, oh, he went to New Orleans for Mardi Gras because I saw on Facebook somebody else had posted something. And I was like, oh, I had no idea. And then there's something else that I only learned about last year, because I happened to be at somebody's house, there's a cake that you bake and it has a baby in it. Do you know anything about that? Yeah, I actually do know about that. (laughs) I do. I think it's an ethnic thing, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know much about it, but it happens like simultaneously to Mardi Gras. Oh, I think. We'll have to ask the audience. I don't know, but I feel like I remember something about you bake a cake with a baby in it and it symbolizes something. But for some reason, I thought that was like a religious thing. I think it is. But I think it coincides with Mardi Gras. And maybe I'm making that up. To me, it's just a reminder to me that porn's coming up. Oh, see, that's all okay. I know. But you're more equipped with like the calendar type of holidays. I'm not really, but I just Mardi Gras. I mean, I'm almost 50 years old. I've never been to Mardi Gras. I'm not even sure what it is. And like the thing with the beads, you want to have a lot of beads, but then you're not really supposed to have a lot of beads. Right. You're supposed to be like giving them away. But then if you're attractive, you want the be. I don't know. I don't understand the whole bead thing. I never understood it. No one sent me a memo. I've never been invited. Maybe you and I could have our own pseudo Mardi Gras. I'll go buy you the plastic beads. You can wear them. You don't have to show me anything. You don't have to take off any clothes. You don't have to do anything like that because I have no idea what it is. All I know is there's nothing about it that is exciting to me to get on an airplane to go and actually put myself in that dirty, filthy, like I'm not judging the actual acts on Mardi Gras. I'm talking about the city during Mardi Gras is like, I'm sure so gross and so dirty. I have no desire. So it's all you and I'm happy I didn't get the memo. Okay. Well, then I guess I feel a little bit better. But I feel like the only thing I know about Mardi Gras is, is there only one restaurant in New Orleans, like that Cafe Dumont or whatever? Oh. I feel like everyone goes there. Yes, because and the beignets the are so I know, the beignets. Okay, beignets. Yay for beignets. What can I tell you? I don't know. <laughs> I guess we're in agreement. I missed the memo. You missed the memo on Mardi Gras. I also have to tell you there's a couple other memos I've missed. Again, I don't know if it's my age or I'm just not up to snuff on this stuff. But like Coachella. What's Coachella? <laughs> 
is that like, you know, the store coach? I guess a couple of years ago, I'm like, oh, what are they having? Like a sidewalk sale or, or I don't know. I mean, I don't shop at Coach, but I'm like, what's Coachella? That's like that festival, right? Where everybody looks bohemian and gets dressed know. up. It's like a I music know. I, I, No, festival, I thought that's no? the thing that they go out in the desert. That's like Burning Man or something. I don't know if that's in the desert. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I thought that Burning Man was in the desert. But what do I know? Maybe you go to Coachella to burn a man and then you get beads and you go to Mardi Gras. (laughs) I I have no idea. I don't know. But these memos are just not coming into my inbox. So I do have a memo that has come into my inbox. And I knew nothing about this. But do you know anything about Tortuga? No, other than the fact that I'm a stickler for spelling. So I'm lost because I wouldn't even know how to spell that. (laughs) Neither would I. And all this time, I thought Tortuga was Chinchella or Conchella or whatever the thing. Co- oh, Coachella. 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 But Tortuga apparently is a country music festival that happens in South Florida, which I thought Conchella, Chinchella, Chinchella, Coachella. whatever it is, whatever, also happened in Florida. And it may or may not. But I'm actually going to Tortuga. Without even knowing what it is. I got that memo. So you got the memo on that. And I mean, I hope you have fun. I guess you'll have to tell us about it. But I have to just tell you while we're talking about like inboxes and memos and did you get the email? Did you not get the email? I thought it would be fun. We've been talking about doing this for a while and like they started to stack up. And now we have to put our money where our mouth is and do sort of like a gratitude appreciation episode and kind of say thank you to the listeners and answer some of the emails. We're constantly begging and pleading for them to send us emails or DMs or text messages or whatever and let us know and give us feedback and their thoughts on some of our topics. And shouldn't we be saying thank you? I know we're both sticklers on like saying thank you and writing thank you notes. Do we have to get back to all of them through a thank you note or can we just do it on air? Well, I think we can make an exception. And I think in this case, we don't have to put pen to paper and a stamp on it because we'd be here for a long time. But I thought that maybe we could kind of do some Q&A and answer some questions. We won't get through all of them. And I just want to put a blanket statement out to everyone and say thank you though on behalf of Dr. Boca and myself. Because when you do take the time to reach out to us, it helps. And As I've said before on other podcasts, that really is how we morph into the topics and what direction we go in. And it is all based off of your feedback. And I always say, like my real day job and stuff, we work for you. So fill out the ballots and let us know, you know, how you feel. So we kind of feel that way here too. And when you fill out the reviewing and the rating and the subscribing, and then you share it with friends of yours, it goes a really long way. Yes. And that was very well said. Thank you to all of our listeners. And what I did notice is that none of these came off of Twitter. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yes. These are all just for the record, you guys. They came from our inbox, which again is our email, unpolishedtherapy at gmail.com. They came from our Facebook page on the private messages. They came from Instagram texting or whatever that's called and so on and so forth. So let's do it, Dr. Rogo. Let's kind of shoot the shit. Let's try to see if we can answer as authentically as possible here on the corner of audacity and advice. Then you want to take the first one? Sure. Okay, so Dear Dr. Boca and Rachel Silver Cohen, I've been listening to your podcast since you started last year, and I really enjoy the Wednesday episodes. There are so many times I answer out loud and comment to myself on the stuff you guys talk about. Other than emailing you or DMing you, is there a way to talk live with you while the podcast is on? Okay, yeah, so that so comes that... from Kim L. Thank you, Kim L. So Dr. Boca, what do you think? Well, it's funny because as she's saying that she answers out loud, and comments to herself on stuff. This is literally an ongoing conversation that you and I have had for the past year. So 
technically speaking, we do not, when we're recording, because it's recording, we do not have a live like call-in button, which we are devastated about. However, Rachel and I have been trying to come up with different ways so that you might have an opportunity. And one of those ways is we're going to hopefully try to record at some point on like a Facebook Live or an Instagram, blah, 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 whatever that is, because I don't know the technology of it. And we've been throwing around the idea of maybe going somewhere on location and as well as, I guess, finding a place where we can have an event where people come and can actually be there while we're recording and ask us live questions. So we have been thinking about it and we hope to execute one or all of these over the next couple of months. All right. Thank you for that answer, Dr. Boca. And thank you, Kim L., for that question. Dr. Boca, this one came for you from JLK. Oh. Dr. Boca, can you tell us your real name? Oh, I don't know. Can I? What do you think? I don't know. I mean, you can if you will. Or you don't have to. No, totally. So my real name is Lori Feynman. And... I never go by Dr. Feynman in my office. I always tell people to call me Lori. And Dr. Boca was a nickname that was given to me many moons ago and has kind of followed me over a very long 20-something years. So I wear it with pride. And yeah, now you can find me in the real world. Love it. Who knew knew that someone would be so interested in my real name? I love that. Okay, so I have another one. Dear Dr. Boca and Rachel... I heard about your podcast because my sister-in-law, who lives in Boca, turned me onto it after the episode about perimenopause. Thanks for addressing a topic that seems so taboo, yet every woman out there experiences it, whether they want to admit it or not. It sucks, but you guys made it suck less because I know I'm not alone, so thanks. Rachel, since you always say to ask you guys anything, what's the status of your period these days? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Who asked that? That was anonymous. I can't oh, understand why. I love it. Thank you, anonymous. I love it. So my period, I love it. What are we talking about today? I mean, it doesn't get more unpolished than that. My period or the lack thereof. So here's the status. And I don't know what... We did that a long time ago, mm-hmm. right, D-Bay? Mm-hmm. I mean, that was season one. or yep. Early on in season okay. one. So the long and the short answer is that um, <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, I can't even keep track. My big calendar that I keep track of yeah. everything. I write it all down. What did we say? It's March 9th. I haven't had a period, Ms. or Mr. Anonymous, since the beginning of January. Oh. And that's actually not even that bad. No. I think my longest stretch in this perimenopause cycle, no pun intended, was about 70 days or so. But I have to tell you, and I don't want to get too medical on this because Mm -hmm. neither one of us know what we're talking about. But since the whole COVID situation with the vaccinations and Mm. the boosters and whatever, Mm -hmm. somehow that kind of like jolted my system. And whether it's true or not, that's the story I'm sticking with. After the two shots and the booster, all of a sudden I was flowing kind of more consistently than I had been. And I was thrilled because, again, consistency to me is key and I love it. But as we stand right now, who knows? I put it this way. I don't really wear white pants nearly as frequently as I used to. (laughs) And I'm not, you know, I still would like to call myself someone who is fairly spontaneous, but not when it comes to going out of the house in white pants. 
Okay. Well, listen, I mean, the thing that bothers me about all of this, well, there's two things. One, I don't think you're alone with the vaccines and the booster. I have heard a lot of these types of stories. So listeners, if you guys can relate to it, changing your cycle for the better or for the worse, one or the other, we would love to hear that. But secondly, it's kind of like the AA philosophy, right? Like, once you get your period again, it like starts the whole thing all over. It doesn't matter that you acquired the 70 days prior. You're all the way back at zero. So I like the consistency for you, Rach, but I'm sorry you had to start all over, I guess. Sometimes getting through it is, yeah. you know, the reward. It's so. all part of it now. And, and again, strength in numbers. So thank you, though, for asking the question and kind of regurgitating it back into the universe. So if people want to talk about that again, we can dive into that at another time. And I just love, Rach, that people really take that much of an interest in how you're doing because I think that's so nice that our listeners care about us. Well, I mean, let's call it what it is. Thank you. But I think it's because it is strength in numbers. I agree. They care about their bodies also. And that's kind of... With the purpose of the podcast, you yeah. know, when we first put it out there, that we wanted to kind of talk about stuff that we know other people think and feel and whatever, but they don't either have a platform or they didn't have a voice or they didn't know where to go. And I just love that this is what it's manifesting into. So I'm cool with that. Speaking of manifest, I want to mention something to you, Dr. Boca. This one came in the inbox recently and I didn't even show it to you ahead of time because I thought you'd smile. So I got a message that said, Hey, I'm listening to your podcast and oh my God, the book mentioned I'm reading now. So I thought to myself, what hmm, book? I wonder what book that is. And my response was, Oh, the one about Ronald Reagan, which then I realized I don't even think you and I talked about the book I'm reading no. about Ronald Reagan, which that's a podcast for another day. Okay. But then I got a picture of what the book was. And this is a nod to you, Dr. Boca. The book that this listener was reading is Man's Search for Meaning. Oh, good. Wow. Okay. Amazing. I love that. That's great. We did that, I think, in the Joy episode that people were listening to. Oh, I hope they really love, love, love that book. It is. It's powerful. It kind of puts things into perspective and it makes you realize that even in the worst of times, you can still persevere. So... And find something, yeah, find something to live for. So, oh, I'm so, that was a nice surprise. Thank you, whoever, we have a name. Initials JS. Oh, thank thank you, you, JS, for that. Love that. Okay, so I have one. Dear Dr. Boca and Rachel, I listened to the episode where you interviewed Rachel's college friend who had a near-death experience. So I guess that's Sherwin. Um, Um, How is he now? And is he still healthy? And that's from Sarah G. Oh, cool. Well, you know what? Um, So thank you for asking. Sherwin is amazing. It just so happens he was down here just in the last week or so. And we had such a great time. We hung out. We got to go out to dinner and catch up. And he is still the brightest shining star in the universe. We love him. He's healthy. Thank you for asking about him. And I will speak for him to say, I know when we did the episode with him, he was so open and willing to get questions that you guys may have from him, whether it was about near death or just positivity and motivation and how to kind of rev up your engine if you're in a bind or a grind or a low or so on and so forth. So go back to that podcast. It was last August. And on our little tidbit and the little recap area, his email is there. I don't have it handy. But go there and reach out to him. And he is the best. So thank you. Who was that? Sarah G. Sarah G. Sarah G. I see our listeners really are thoughtful. Thank you, everybody. 
listen to this one. Here's okay. a fun one. Okay. Okay. Hang on. So listen to this. Hey, Rachel. Hope all is well. Was listening to the podcast, which I absolutely look forward to. And you mentioned how often you go to the supermarket. <laughs> so I'm wondering, have you ever heard of Fetch? Okay. Which, Fetch. no, I have no idea what that is. Then she goes on to say, all you have to do is literally snap pictures of all your receipts as you get them and you get free gift cards to Target, Walmart, or wherever your heart desire store is that you frequent. Let me know and I'll send you the invite. It's the easiest thing. Someone turned me onto it and I've already gotten $40 in gift cards. Hmm. So that came, that was through a Facebook direct message. Thank you to that listener. I appreciate it. She continued to say um, that she truly loves listening to us and it makes her smile and chuckle. So thank you. So the first thing I'm going to say is fetch. I don't know. That sounds a little sketch, right? I've I've never never heard heard of it. I'm the person, as we talked about on another episode, like when the mail comes that I even have to muster the strength to like go to the mailbox. Sure. And there's coupons I got it just like that's their home. So (laughs) I don't know anything about, but she does go on to say that it's Fetch Rewards. We do have the link here. And if anyone is interested, we're happy to even share this listener's code. Maybe she got some type of kickback probably, or something. Yeah, she probably so got something. Yeah. Do you remember we had the day we were talking about the receipts from CVS, CVS and how mm-hmm. long they are or whatever? I guess maybe now there's something good to do with those receipts. You can snap a picture of it and fetch yourself some coupons. So I have a question though, which I would like to ask this listener. Do you have to show the entire purchase of your receipt or just the end result of your receipt? Because I'm not so sure I need everybody knowing. I mean, as if they don't already because I used a credit card, right? And like their system is probably processing it and therefore only showing me the things that I need to buy anyway and consistently buy. But do you have to show them all the products that you're buying or just the total? Because I use Rakuten, which is not the same concept, but... Is that like honey? It's similar to honey, yes, except that I don't know much about honey other than it really had a hard time with my Mac browser. Yeah, like so, it spins a lot. Honey yeah, yeah, is yeah. checking to see if you have any discounts. And, right. No, I mean, so I'm like Rakuten, still waiting. Right, exactly. That's why I gave up on honey. Rakuten, if like say I'm shopping at Bloomingdale's or Saks or whatever the case is, and I'm on their website, before I go to their website, I really should go to Rakuten and see what percentage back I get. So for instance, some days it says 10%, some days it says 4%, some days it says 2%. And then I click that button, it takes me to the page on Saks. And whatever I decide to buy, I'm getting 10% back on it. Whereas if I go into the store or I don't go through Rakuten, I'm paying full price and getting no money back. So when my husband does go to the mailbox, because we know I don't do it, and he opens the check after every three months, I'm like, oh my God, we made money. My shopping made us money. And he looks at me and he's like, you can think about it and rationalize it any way you want. And I go, it's still better than if I hadn't done it. So I've actually even gotten to the point where I don't even like to go into the stores anymore because I know I can get a percentage off and get money back. So just another little tidbit. It makes me happy when the check comes. All right. Well, you lost me at Rakuten or whatever you said. <laughs> but listeners out there, if you're interested in Fetch, let us know and we'll 
connect you with one of our loyal listeners who was kind enough to reach out and question us about it. So the answer to that is no. (laughs) I don't know what Fetch is and I have a headache just thinking about it. But I think it's a great idea. And if there's free money to be had out there, then who knows? Maybe Ed McMahon will like show up at your door with like a big, huge poster sized check from, you know, Publishers Clearinghouse. I don't know. That would All be right, amazing. Let's keep going. Let's okay. keep going. So um, I have one now. Oh, you do? Turn, okay, guys. Right? Okay. Don't, don't be taking all the questions. All right. I don't want to hog. All right. Okay. This is, you know, this is 50 50 here. Everybody. Thank you. Dear Dr. Boca and Rachel, I rated and reviewed like you asked. I love the podcast. Do you have a favorite episode? It's anonymous. Another anonymous. I know. I get all the anonymous ones. Menomina. Do I have a favorite episode? Yeah, I do. But I mean, you're putting me on the spot and this is only like a 40-minute podcast. So can we think about that one and go back to it? Sure. Um, Unless you... I don't know. Do you have one? I I mean, all of that. Yeah, I was going to say, I love different ones for different reasons. Like, I love the one where we brought on Tani to do meditation, in part because her voice was so soothing, in part because I thought it was very practical, but in part because it got me an opportunity to hang out with Tani and do something fun with her when I hadn't talked to her and seen her in many, 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 many years. So on the one hand, that could be one of my favorite ones. But I have like a million different favorite ones. Not a million because we haven't done a million, but you know what I'm saying. You know what's so funny though? Because even though like, I know this isn't real therapy, but when you just said that, it like all of a sudden it triggered back to like my Michigas. Because when you said tanning, I'm like, oh my God, yeah, I love that episode. But then... And I don't know if I'm like testing you here on this, Dr. Boga, to put your like doctor hat on. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but the first thing that came to my mind after like, oh my God, I love that episode was what? Do you, do you want to answer my sentence? Like, yeah, I couldn't do the meditation. And just that like, oh my God, I suck. Like, I don't even try anymore. Or right. like, oh, meditation, up. it's not for me. I gave up. So I'm so bummed. But I guess that leads me to kind of, again, trying to find the joy and turning the frown upside down. And if you have lemons... Let's figure out a way to get like a whole batch of vodka and make, you know, some great, you know, like alcoholic lemonade that like the episodes we have done that kind of carry this theme, albeit unpolished, that we've got to look at the glass half full. We've got to be so psyched about the here, the now, regardless of what's going on in the static and the noise of outside of our podcast time together. So I don't know if I'm answering the question necessarily what my favorite one is. I guess to whoever asked that, oh, anonymous, Anonymous. again. I think the theme of all of our podcasts, that even if we have these topics that sometimes are dark and gloomy or emotional, and I'm like a crying hot mess, that somehow we really do round out with happiness and that we always do feel better. And that's the favorite part for me, not necessarily a topic per se. I love that. So it's like almost wrapping up the package at the end of the sash, so to speak, Mm -hmm. where we can kind of make some perspective on it and look at it not so negatively, but kind of put a different lens on it that's more positive. I love that. I do. I like that. Exactly. So here's one speaking of like not real therapy. I love this. Dear Rachel and Dr. Boca. I've subscribed since day one and haven't missed an episode. Mostly, Rachel, because I know you would haze me if I didn't listen. (laughs) Okay. Every week you say it's not real therapy and you give a list of legalities to protect Dr. Boca. Well, why isn't it real therapy? Dr. Boca knows what she's talking about and you're lucky to have her listen to your issues every Wednesday. (laughs) I know I am. You should be paying her. Does she take insurance? (laughs) So that's an awesome question. Dr. Boca, what do you say? What do you say? First of all, 
You yeah. wrote that, which again, all the good ones, like they're all anonymous. Like, and I want to give on, people like, credit here. Okay. Step up and show your face, right? Yes, seriously. Um, well, so I just want to just dovetail off of, you know, this this anonymous person also and say, Dr. Boca is amazing and I should aw, be paying her. And I don't, you. she'll get in if she takes insurance or not. But I guess the reason I'm going to answer first and then you okay. say, you know, the real, I guess the real, real answer. Okay. The reason that I do those um, kind of disclaimers and whatnot is because Dr. Boca really is a real doctor. <laughs> and she's giving me the time and attention every week to spend time with me and... I guess I am a real nut job, but the whole premise of this was not to violate any type of medical anything. And like business comes first, I guess. And as we always say that our craft and our creativity and our passion projects, we should put on the top of the totem pole. We do have lives to live and mouths to feed and so on and so forth. So it is real therapy for me, but for the purposes of you folks out there and this passion project of ours, we can't really say that it's real therapy because we have to protect Dr. Boca's license. So Dr. Boca, now <laughs> well, thank you can you. untangle my words and, and protect yourself. <laughs> okay. So thank you for pointing that outreach. And I always thank you for protecting my license. And unfortunately, it is not ethical for me to be the therapist of a friend of mine. It is also really not ethical for me to do therapy with a voyeuristic audience here, right? So those are two reasons why this is not real therapy. And the truth is, there's a part of me that is also unpolished. So what you see on the podcast, although I'm very interactive with my patients and I'm not so different and would probably say some of the same things that I do say on the podcast, it's more generalized on the podcast than it would be if we were in a session together. And it's there's also, you know, ethics and stuff involved. So we it is important for me to protect my license. My malpractice insurance would not protect something like this. And I would like to be able to have a career on top of my passion project because one pays a lot better than the other. That being said, no, I don't take insurance in my private practice. I do this because... Well, I do my actual job because I love doing it. And I live in an environment here where it's not typical for people to take insurance in private practice. That doesn't mean that there aren't therapists. So if you are looking for, quote unquote, real therapy that not... Well, I still have to protect my license, but does not have to have disclaimer after disclaimer after disclaimer every session, then I am happy to help link you up to somebody who does take insurance if that's something that you're interested in. Or if you're interested in potentially looking into therapy with me, you can always reach out to one of our many confidential platforms. The platform itself is not confidential. Once I get the message, I will message you back to get an email address from you. I will then be on a confidential email to you when I actually send an email. Okay, good answer. But just for the record, I don't keep your schedule, but I will tell you that Dr. Boca is not available Wednesday mornings. (laughs) I am her quasi-pretend patient. And she's got to put her unpolished thinking cap on for moi. And by moi, it's all of you too, because we're all getting the benefit of her wisdom and her knowledge and her expertise. So thank you. Um, let's keep that up. Thank okay. you. So I Anything think... Else? Do I we have, have any more? Any I more? think maybe... Oh, I do have one. Here we go. Dear Dr. Boca and Rachel Silver Cohen, the episode about drape your shape was the best. Oh, I love that one. I have struggled for years with my body image. And no matter what I do, I'm always going to be more of a full-figured woman. I love fashion, but have felt as if I fall short because I'm not a waif and a size two. I loved hearing what Jody had to say about positive body image and looking great no matter what size a person is. If I can be unpolished like you guys for a minute, 
I just have to ask, don't we all end up looking like our mother's body regardless of what we wear or how hard we try not to? I know I do. Oh my God. That's, I mean, listen, like, yeah, that's kind of, yeah, mothers. And wow. Yeah, I guess. I mean, we kind of need Jody on the air to answer this one. But I'm going to say, yeah, don't we kind of all end up looking like how our mothers looked? I guess, is that genes? Is that the DNA you're born with? I don't know. How would you answer that one? I mean, I think I would say we resemble our mothers. I don't think, and again, I haven't gone through menopause, so I don't think I have my mother's body because I don't think anyone would ever say to my mother that she should be like not wearing clothes. (laughs) Just putting that out there. Does your mother look better naked? (laughs) Not that I'm aware of. And hopefully I'll never have to find out. But that being said, I don't think I have her body type. And especially as Jody said, when we interviewed her, she was saying you're supposed to go to your body that you had originally, like before you went through puberty and before you did any reconstructive surgery or what have you. So yeah, I think we'll resemble our mothers and I get where you're coming from and I love it. You know, we do, you know, if it's not one thing, it's your mother and we do turn into our mothers. But I think that we resemble them. I can't say that necessarily our body is going to look at them, but I know sure as day that I look in the mirror and all I see is my mother when I look at my face. So I love it. I yeah. love it. I love it. On that note, like we have time for one more. And speaking okay. of mothers, I think that this question is amazing. And it's come up from various people over the course of the almost year and a half and change we've been doing on Polish Therapy. So this one is from Mer2576. Um, this person writes, Dear Dr. Boga and Rachel Silver Cohen, thanks for putting your stuff out there and sharing your thoughts and feelings. So much of what Dr. Boga says makes sense and it's helped. I really look forward to getting some therapy each week from you guys. You mentioned a while ago you were going to do an episode on mothers. I wait each week hoping it's coming. Mm. I've had a dysfunctional relationship with my mother for as long as I can remember, and I'm dying to know how you guys will tackle this one. Can you please, as you say, break down the wreckage that is mothers? Mare2576, thank you for that question. I love it. We've gotten that from so many people, like the mother load of all episodes. Yep, they're ready for it. Look, we can do it anytime. I'm are ready, ready though? I don't know. Are we ever really ready to do that? But I will... Do we have to on... ask permission from our mothers to do an episode on the mother load of all episodes about mothers? Well, you might have to. I'm not <laughs> telling my mother that my mother might be a topic of a conversation on our podcast. We will leave Dr. Boca's mother out of this, but we do have to do it. And I... Hope that I can put my best Dr. Boca hat on that day and deal with some of the wreckage of that. And yes, we will get to that topic. I will make that commitment if you will, Rach. Yeah, I will. I think I remember when we were talking about mothers on one of the episodes prior, we had had our favorite podcast listener, subscriber, you know, favorite fan on and our friend Bethany. And she was the one who was so open and willing to like talk about the dysfunction in her world growing up and her mom and then how that translates now with her own daughter. And I think I mentioned because I was so scared that we started talking about moms. I was like, Bethany, do you want to like guest host that day with Dr. Boca? And like, I'm going to go on siesta. You're going to take a sabbatical for <laughs> that one. Sabbatical, yeah. Okay. But maybe for that episode, because yes, to who is it again? Oh, Mary 2576 Yes, we have to do, we owe it to ourselves. We owe it to the listeners. But maybe we could have a panel 
of oh, that would be good. brave, unpolished people. I won't even say just women. I mean, I'm sure that there are some men out there that have some real unpolishedness with their moms from growing up and even now as adults. That if you're willing to be on our panel, we can even do that anonymously. Like we don't, you know, it's oh, just yeah. your voice. We don't have to say who you are. But let's throw that back out to the listening audience and hit us up. If you want to be on the Zoom with us, we can definitely have you jump on and it would be super fun. Oh, totally. I mean, as much as that topic can be fun. And there are so many topics that will spin off of that, right? I could already tell you that there'll probably like be a narcissism, a passive aggressiveness, um, things like that. Not that I'm using my own family dynamics as a litmus test for that. But Oh, really, Dr. Boga? Oh, really, Rachel? Um, oh, see, I'm just being such a bitch right now because I'm like, I'm trying to take the, the light off of me and like I'm trying to project. I'm trying, you are. Throw it you, back on you're you. trying to call That's it out on I me. I think it would be cool if we had a panel. Actually, if we have a panel, I don't have to like be absent that day. We can just like kind of ping pong back and forth and like ask our panel guests sure. questions and take ourselves out of it. Absolutely. And I think it would be really good. Um, Rach, there is one more, but if you don't want us to ask it, we don't have to. I'm not okay, surprised this is the one. one. This, I'm not surprised this is the one that you don't want to answer, but it's up to you. Okay. I mean, let's hear it. What is it? Okay. We all have choices, right? I mean, we you all told have- me last week, we all have choices. So yeah. what's the question? Dear Rachel, it's specific to you. It didn't even have my name on it. I've oh, been following nice. your blog and your personal journey for years. So naturally, I'm also a big fan of the podcast. I love the dynamic between you and Dr. Boca. You've never been one to shy away from any topic when you wrote consistently and on the podcast, you and Lori tackle stuff that has helped me. I too am now divorced and trying to find my way with this new chapter. How come you never write or talk about dating post divorce? <laughs> I would love to think. Oh, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> See, did I oh, find it coincidental God. that you wanted to stop before we got to that one? I would love your take on it and would also love to hear what Dr. Boca has to say on it too. And this is anonymous figures. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Well, you know what? The cat's out of the bag. So yeah, I guess at some point we kind of do have to turn the page and. It's certainly a topic that over the course of time, whether was the blog post-divorce or even now on the podcast that people always say, talk about this or write about that or are you dating or are you this or are you that? And I guess my go-to knee-jerk response was always, yeah, I write about so much and I've talked about so much and I've been so open about so much. Doesn't there have to be one topic in particular that's private? I remember we had that conversation once Mm -hmm. about secrecy Secrecy. and privacy. And I guess maybe dangled the carrot a little bit there. You know, it's not like we're being paid the big bucks here to like give out all of our trade secrets and all of my private life and whatnot. And I guess I was really uncomfortable about sharing. The divorce in particular, I think initially when I had stopped writing the blog going through the divorce, my first article back was like, the big aha moment of like, okay, here's where I've been. I got divorced. And like, let me tell you my story. The dating stuff, you're right. I've been incredible. Who asked that question? Anonymous. Oh, and okay. Anonymous. I get that. I don't know that I would want to ask that question too with my name on it. Here I am having a blog and a podcast with you and I don't want to talk about it. So (laughs) fair enough to the anonymous 
question asker, but I appreciate you even putting it out there. I've just been really gun shy. I Mm kind of don't want to talk about things that really are private. Obviously, we're doing a podcast called Unpolished Therapy. So clearly, I need some help in the communication relationship category starting over. I have felt as though I've been as vulnerable as I'm willing to be publicly about so many of my issues. And I am a work in progress. And I've said time and time again, I love love. I'm a believer in it. I want it. I'm hopeful that it'll happen. And... With Dr. Boca's help too, you know, that we've formed like this really nice bond. Maybe I will share a little bit more about what goes on in the dating world post-divorce. I hope you guys will just be patient with me because I just don't know that I'm ready to completely vomit it out. But when I am, have a bucket ready because it's, you know, could be pretty gnarly. (laughs) (laughs) Look, and I appreciate, I always appreciate, Rach, your honesty. And there are things that take time. Just like grieving the loss of a marriage, it takes time. And what you would say on the first day of that process looks very different than what you would say, you know, two years out or three years out or seven years out. So I appreciate the fact that this is a work in progress. This is something new. This is you putting yourself into a situation that you haven't been into in so long. And things have changed so much in the world since you had first gotten married to where you are now. And there's kids involved also. And we've talked about that, that we want to protect the children through all of this. So look, Just like therapy, real therapy, first you have to build the relationship, then the layers start to peel off and things that you wouldn't necessarily have talked about at the beginning, you may eventually talk about. So maybe we will get there. I can assure you we're going to get to mothers maybe before we get to dating. But my hope is that at some point, if it's something you want to bring up, you'll share with our listeners. And if it's not, then that's a boundary that you set and we're good with it. All right. Well, then that's fair. I feel like we kind of compromised on that. We answered the question. I guess you called my bluff on that as you (laughs) had the questions also. And I'm like, yeah, we only have time for one more. So I guess thank you too for pulling me out of my comfort zone and at least just addressing what I guess I feel might be like an elephant on the page or on the podcast or whatever. So there's no elephants and we'll get to it when we get to it. How about that? Yeah. And you look, you talked about it. It was a little sprinkle of what you talked about and we will just keep revisiting visiting it as time goes on and as your comfort level gets there. There you go. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. And on that note, let's just remind the listeners too that we love our Wednesdays. We love the questions. Please keep them coming. We don't get to all of them all the time. And sometimes it takes us, you know, 57 episodes later to answer some of these questions. And we'll go through other stacks of them on another podcast down the road if you guys like this. So let us know. Email us unpolishedtherapy at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Unpolished Therapy. Feel free to tweet if you're in a tweeting kind of mood. We'll check it out there too, at Untherapy. And just know that every Wednesday, we meet Dr. Boca and myself on the corner of Audacity and Advice, where we break down all the unpolished wreckage. Today, the wreckage was the Q&A from our loyal listeners and Thank you for sticking with us every Wednesday. We love you and we look forward to next week where we'll be back. Dr. Boca, thanks for hanging today. Have fun. Great sesh, girls. Hey, everyone, like what you heard? Then don't miss out on what comes next. Subscribe now and please give the girls a five-star rating. Learn more at www.unpolishedtherapy.com. Find and like them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll see you next week when Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca ditch the couch, grab the mic, and break down all the wreckage.